0: Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind and Solar's general manager, David McDerris, we discuss the latest on self-reliant energy. Check out our additional educational information, including dates for our hands-on workshops conducted in Seymour, on our website, windandsolar.com. Thank you for listening to our podcast, and if you haven't already done so, please consider subscribing. So, got to thinking the other day, as we have been in the throes of building this house for what seems like the past 15 years, with as slow as everything's taking to get anything, and then Missouri raining on us for at least a month. But I got to thinking about the other day, and I thought one of the things that would be good for us to talk about although I think the odds of this happening are about the same as the odds of me getting my cabinets right now. Seems to be, <laughs> is going on vacation. And it probably, probably is like, you know, maybe the way that I should say it is when Crystal comes to visit me in the hospital, having had an aneurysm, over some of the stuff that's going on there. What do you do with your system when you're not going to be at home for a while? Maybe that's just the way we need to leave it and not. Yeah. It's not vacation. It's not. <laughs> but you're just not going to be home. Let's talk about that and what needs to be done. I'm sure there's a couple different twists on there that we want to kind of throw in, and, or at least that I want to throw in. But what's the general things that we need to do? And let's just start out with Solar. We know wind is going to be a whole different kind of discussion. So let's just start out with solar. So, and I guess the first question would be, what's the number of days that we're talking about? Is there a set number of days you'd say, okay, if you're just gone for a long weekend, no, you know, don't worry about it. But, you know, if you're going to be gone for two weeks, yeah, you got to do these things. What are we talking about when we're we're talking about leaving a system?
1: All right, so going to go on vacation, going to leave, <laughs> sorry, going to leave your system three to five days, nothing. You don't do anything. Just take off. If we're talking solar only, take off, shut down any loads, unplug any parasitic load that you may have there. Again, TVs, things of that nature, TVs, any smart device because they're a parasitic load, they're always pulling energy from the grid. If it's or got from a light your, on at night. Right. If it's got a light on at night, if it's sitting there waiting to, hey, wake up or hey turn on and it turns on type of deal, that's pulling energy. I mean, it's sitting there waiting for that. So it's, it's always pulling energy, always keeping a, maybe a very minimal amount, but it is pulling energy. So if you're in an off-grid situation, and I'm speaking of off-grid situations here, right? So if you're on grid, there's really nothing you have to worry about. If you're on grid, like a battery backup system, it doesn't really matter because it will just go pull from the grid. If it, if the batteries get low, it shuts off and just goes over the grid anyway and pulls from the grid. So nothing really to do there. I would say if your batteries are full, though, and you're going to be gone for an extended period of time, just go ahead and, and turn those batteries, just turn it to AC priority and let the AC kick in. Uh, don't be cycling your batteries if you're not going to be there. Just let the grid, because you're going to be pulling such minimal from the grid at that point that it really won't matter.
0: Okay, but if you're off-grid?
1: If you're off-grid, then go ahead and, and and turn off all those parasitic loads. If you have a blower fan that's on a furnace or whatever, if you're trying to do something like that, you know, any air conditioning, turn it way, way down or way up that, or way down. This
0: isn't anything you, you shouldn't just be doing.
1: Not really. I mean, you should be doing all this when you're leaving anyway. I mean, if you, if you're wanting to be a conserver of energy, I mean, this is things you should be doing when you leave the, a lot of people don't like unplugging their TVs and stuff because they don't like going back through the setup. So they don't want to do all this, but if you're off grid, let's just say that you leave, you go to sunny Florida and you think, oh man, it's nice here. I'm going down there for three or four weeks. I'm going to go down and visit family. Sunny Florida might not be old cloudy Missouri. I mean, so you don't know that days and days come in, runs your batteries to the point that they actually, the inverter alarms out and trips off because it hits a low voltage. Now then your entire system's out, and maybe there was something crucial that needed to stay running, right? I mean, don't okay, know Okay, but is, I guess
0: but- my bigger question, where I was going with this, is do we need to do anything to, I guess, in my mind, I was going with this. Do I need to disconnect my MC4 connections and no.
1: let the system, no, you know, no.
0: basically lie dormant? Do no.
1: I not in solar. Just leave all those connections together. You know, don't disconnect anything from the batteries. Now, if you wanted, if you're going to be gone for a prolonged period of time, right? Not just that three, five day extended weekend slash, I mean, really normal vacation. I mean, a lot of people, you know, five no, to seven days. Let's just days. say two weeks. If you go for two weeks. At that point, you know, at that point, if I don't have anything that needs to stay running, right? I mean, if in that house, there is zero that needs to stay running. Like, the power could be totally shut off. At that point, if you're doing things like this and you set the systems up like we've said, I would just go in and kill those breakers. I would kill the breakers to the from the solar panels to the charge controller, and I would go kill the... the solar panel or from the charge controller to the batteries just kill those two breakers and you could even leave on the breaker that was from the solar from the charge controller to the batteries that way it always just stays awake but then go kill that disconnect that inverter away from the battery so nothing can be drawn out of those batteries once they're full you know it Just kill those two things, and now nothing can be taken out. Nothing's being put in, but nothing's being taken out either. But that controller, then it won't go to sleep. It'll just sit there and resting and waiting for you to come back and flip on the power sources.
0: And it's still taking a minimal amount of power. Very,
1: very minimal amount. I mean, mean, we're talking it could sit there for two or three months most of the time. And if their batteries are full, probably longer than that, and sit there and waiting for a charging source to come back in as long as there was no other energy going out of that battery. So just... If you're going to shut off one, you need to shut off the other. If you're going to shut off the solar panels coming into the batteries, you need to shut off the inverter taking things from that batteries or lights or anything of that nature if you have something just direct connected to the actual battery bank.
0: Okay. So if we say this another way, if you have a properly sized system, you could just leave it alone. Could leave it alone. Even if you're going to be gone for a
1: prolonged period of time. Even if you're going to be, yes, that's exactly right. If everything is properly sized, you could leave it alone. The only risk you take in that if, by leaving it alone is, I know I've used this reference before, but I was driving my truck, I'd pull into a driveway. I'd started it four times that morning, started fine. I'd pull into a driveway, do my business there, hit the key, dead as a hammer. Won't do anything. Lost a sell. just batteries done. So when you leave for a prolonged period of time, if something like that was to happen, there's no rhyme or reason to why those batteries, a cell just fails all of a sudden and may never fail. But if it does fail, it's drawing their entire system down. And all of a sudden, now your inverter is going to alarm out and just not going. And if you haven't made the proper adjustments on the other side of that inverter, say it's a refrigerator, right, or a freezer, and you've said, okay, well, you know, I'm just going to leave it going. And then all of a sudden that happens and you don't come back for two or three months. You come open and, you're, and you come in, and you're like, uh oh, my power's out. You go to the refrigerator. Now you've got a, a horrible mess because it's all gone rotten in your refrigerator. So that's where I would be a little bit wary of that, leaving a long period of time. And that the reason I wouldn't just leave it alone is because of you just don't know when something some, like a failure like that's going to happen. And so, if you don't have somebody to go check on it for you periodically, you know, every couple of weeks, uh, or you know, weekly, then I would say at that point you need to make the precautions. It would be like winterizing a camper and thinking, okay, well, I'm just going to plug it into this, to this, and and leave, and then never going back and checking in the camper to see if a mouse has chewed something into, you and you come back and oh my gosh, you know, it's it's ruined, you know, type of deal. So I would be leery of that leaving. Just an off-grid system, a prolonged period of time that I didn't make all the proper, the proper adjustments at the other side of the inverter or you know appliances and things of that nature. I would make sure all that was cleaned out before I left. and there again, me personally, I'm, I'm unplugging everything. I'm clearing it out. I'm unplugging it, just waiting for it to you know waiting for me to come back. so
0: okay. All right, so much, much, much different situation, the wind.
1: Yes. That is a lot different. Uh, it, it's no different on the, as far as from the batteries to the inverter, it's no different. Okay. So shutting down an inverter, all that, that's the same as it would be on solar because there again, you could have wind and solar into the same battery bank. So we've already done that. We've already talked about that. Now I've got wind. I can't just, I can't just turn off the wind to the batteries because now I've turned off my load. Okay. So the one thing I can't do is just let that turbine go into free spin mode and it's going to do that if i just turn everything off if i just turn it all off and there's no load to the batteries it's just going to immediately just start going into free spin and and at that point you know say a 30 40 mile an hour wind comes along for a prolonged period of time you know two and three days you're going to overheat the bearings at that you're probably going to have a failure in the unit and also what you're going to overheat just because it's spinning, you do have magnets in there. You do have that stator in there that's still in there. Even though it's not producing electricity, there's still heat going to be formed there.
0: It's still producing electricity.
1: And it's still producing electricity. But it's just, it's not-, just not going anywhere. <laughs> and it's going to so cause ex- into heat. extreme heat. That's exactly what it's going to do. And you, you have a chance of burning up your stator if you let it go into a free spin. So if you're going to be gone for, say, that week to two-week period, just put the brake on it. So, that's curious. You wouldn't take it down? I would not take it down not in that period of time. And now, I'm going to look at the 10-day forecast and if I see, <laughs> hey, there's a chance of major storms, you know, 10-day, then I'm taking it down. I mean, that's totally different. So, this is going to be a little bit reliant upon you making sure you know out what, in the future what the w- what is. the environment is, you know. If you if you're prone, if you're if you're seeing more Missouri in mid April, you better take it down because you never know when the tornadoes come. You better take it down if you're you going to be gone for the week. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just that <laughs> chance. you know. If it's mid July, chances of a tornado coming through or any hard, strong wind, probably zero. You know, I mean, it's going to be so, so little that it would be not worth doing. Now, if you're going to be gone for more than two weeks, you do not want to just put the thing into break because in break, they're again on hard winds. It can still overcome that and it'll still start spinning. And then it is creating an excessive amount of heat, even more than a than free spin, because all it's doing really then is just making the loop inside. Yes, it's
0: just pushing against itself. Yes, right? it's pushing I against
1: mean, itself. Is one set one one phase is pushing against another phase, and so it's creating a loop. And so that heat starts building extremely quickly And in that instead of vertice, versus free spin where it's just kind of creating electricity, but it's really just not going anywhere, type of deal. This is actually going right back into the stator. I mean, it's so you're really going to get a lot of heat there and could have a premature failure on your stator. So if you're going to be gone for an extended period of time, you're not going to put it in brake. You're going to just leave it in the run position, okay? And you're going to make sure that you have a dump load that is sufficient to dump all the energy that you would need away from that battery bank. Because say I have a 1600-watt turbine, and I know on an average day that that 1600-watt turbine probably produces about 300 to 600 watts of energy per hour okay so that's that's really what it's doing and per hour and at any one given time and that's going to be on a 15 to 20 mile an hour wind so that's the average that we're dealing with in most parts of the country right so there again knowing that hey there's no predicted big wind storms coming there's nothing of that and sometimes that is a just come kind of blows up, you know, type of deal. Right. But for the most part, you you, we could go with the what ifs all day on that deal. So, but for the most part, we know that, hey, the weather's looking, you know, the, looking good for the for the next month. I mean, there's no, you know, there again, knowing what it's going to do in a month is impossible. But just leave it on. You're going to leave that on in the run mode and going to make sure that you can dump that three to 600 watts of energy at any one given time. Because once your battery bank becomes full and you're not there to use that energy, your inverter's not using it, nothing's using it, you've, un- you've actually unhooked that inverter because you had solar going in there as well, now you need a place for that energy that was being produced for that battery for it to dump back out.
0: Got to go somewhere.
1: Got to go somewhere. And,
0: it, and if it doesn't go into the batteries, it's going somewhere as right. heat.
1: Yeah, and it's going somewhere as heat. And, and what will happen is if, you know, say like on a, Let's just say it happened to be one of the bolt controllers. And there, and there, analyzes the second part of the deal, right? So, right now, I'm talking about a bolt controller. So, I'm needing to dump energy, okay? I'm needing to dump because it doesn't know not to just keep giving it to the batteries. And the batteries say, I'm full, but it just keeps on shoving it in the mouth. They're tied down, and you got a guy with a plunger shoving it down their throat, you know? Couldn't need
0: another bite. Yeah,
1: (laughs) and you couldn't need another bite. And they keep shoving it down the throat. And eventually, they say, I'm going to bust. I mean, I'm going to swell up and bust. And that's what they'll do. Because, you know, if you're bringing in way more energy than you're expelling, something's got to break somewhere. Something's got to break. Unfortunately, if it's the batteries, that's a really bad deal. But let's just say that. So we want to keep that from happening. So we need a dump load. Now that's on the bulk side. If we were using our bulk controller, the 3-PAL, the Sky 440, the Xantrax, any of those bulk controllers, that's what we'll be Now, if you've bought the VRD board, the classic vrd board it's working like the solar it's going to actually have its own vrd in it which is a basically pulls that energy it keeps the load on that turbine at any given time if the batteries need voltage and amperage it's going to give it to them and it's going to give them exactly what they need if it's full you're gone you've been gone for days and days and days and weeks then it says man i'm full i'm in float mode i'm just i'm sitting here resting And so any of that energy that is being produced by that turbine, it's already going to have that in that VRD that's on the board. It's going to have that. And what it's going to do instead of really, it's going to burn some of that excess heat off. But really what it does is put tremendous load upon that turbine. And it's like, it's like if you were right, you're a hundred pound man and you're pounding on a bicycle and all of a sudden uh, it you're throwing yeah, it into the lowest gear you, you got. You're throwing into the lowest gear you got. And then all of a sudden a 200 pound man jumps on the back of it with you. <laughs> Up Holy uphill. cow. You know, I <laughs> can't do this, you know, type of deal. And then if that's not enough, we're going to have another 200 pound man ready to jump on at any given time because there's, there's a redundancy set of actual resistors in there. So there's two sets of 900 watt resistors in there. That's going to just, Absolutely, you know, bog down anything to the point that it can't hardly spin, you know, and so that's what it's designed to do. It's designed to slow it down so it doesn't overvolt, doesn't. And so, therein lies the two different things. When we were talking about solar, it doesn't matter if I'm talking about a PWM, a bolt controller, or MPPT. MPPT, it doesn't matter because. There's no heat to build up and, you know, yeah, you go out and touch the solar panels and they will be hot. They're going to be hot. I don't care if it's, if it's 90 degrees out, they're going to be hot no matter if there's, if there's producing energy into the batteries or not. I mean, they're just going to be hot. So, but wind is totally different. I mean, it, it has to have a place for energy to go. And so depending on which one you're dealing with and how long you're going to be gone, one of them that, again, the MPPT, you really just leave it in run mode and just let it go unless you know there's going to be storms of something of that nature and if i'm going to go like up to say we have a lot of people that have hunting facilities up in the yeah. north canada and these people go and they will they will go hunting for two months out of the year and then they'll shut it down and won't be back for six months if that's what you're doing shut the system down and some people say well i needed to keep the water running or i needed to keep you're going to be so mad when you come back and things have failed. You're going to screw up your battery too. Yeah, right? and you're going to screw up your battery. You know, if you didn't properly winterize your, you know, if you left and it was winter and you didn't winterize it properly, thinking I'm just going to leave it on and let the heater kick in and all that, and then it shuts down. Well, now you've got frozen pipes to deal with, and you've got to now go deal with the bad batteries and everything else that goes along with it. So, I personally would say that it, you know. If you're going to be gone for an extended period of time, especially in the winter, then you need to just winterize the entire facility and shut everything down. Would you take your batteries with you? I would not take my batteries with me, but I would put them in some type of an insulated. If I know that it's like a, uh, say I'm in Northern Wisconsin and I know that it's, it's capable of getting down to negative 30, right? Or negative 20 and, and really cold. I'm either taking the batteries with me or I'm putting them in an insulated box. And there again, it doesn't matter if you would leave the solar or the wind hooked up to the battery so they can constantly keep charged. That's not going to hurt them. What's going to hurt them if
0: pulling somebody- is
1: if something's pulling energy away from them and then it, you know, that's the big deal. You don't want to pull energy away at any given time. There's no reason to pull that energy away. And there again, unless it's, a crucial deal that it stays running, you're like, it's got to stay running. And if it doesn't stay running, maybe it's an off-grid camera deal, you know, that you have trouble there and you have to keep it. Then that's the only thing you have your system size properly that no matter if the sun didn't shine for 10 days, <laughs> it would still just keep on running. If that runs you know. from the day you leave to the day you get yeah, back without it, it being It's just going to be running. I mean, without any solar coming in. So, because there's, you know, you got to think of it, you know, you're your power provider. We're all so, and Wes is getting ready to really get to <laughs> find this out, as Sam already does, but find this out first. In. I mean, there's when I go home and flip on a switch, I have power. And the reason I have power is because somebody, when I'm paying my bill, that's paying somebody to make sure that the power is flowing down the lines like they're supposed to. You're not going to be paying anybody. If you're off grid, you're not paying anybody to do that. You're now the guy that's getting paid to make sure that everything's working properly. And so there's always something to, you know, unfortunately, there's always something that is like jumping in your car, you know, everything's working good. Then all of a sudden you hear a little knock and you did everything you were supposed to. Some things just fail. You know I mean? Maybe prematurely, maybe, maybe it's just at the end of its life cycle, but some things will fail, you know? So.
0: Okay. All right. Anything else we need? Nope. Okay. All right. So that's what you need to do when you're not going to be there for a little while. Right. And hopefully I can play my cards right in the next month with Christmas coming and I can take a vacation. There right. you go. <laughs> Love it. All right. Thanks for checking us out. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast or just want to say hello, email us at radio at windandsolar.com. As always, check out our store at windandsolar.com and buy some stuff. Your financial support underwrites our educational outreach, like the podcast, YouTube channel, and local STEM collaboration. It also keeps Lucy and her doggy chicken treats. Thanks again for listening.